0: by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about the most important person in our life, other than Jesus, of course, and that one person who is responsible for so many things, regardless of your age, your occupation, anything you do, this one person alone is responsible for your entire life. Who would that be? Your mom. Now, man, don't switch us off right now because this is going to be a very needful episode for you too. You need to hear this. I guarantee it. And for you women out there of any age, you definitely do not want to miss this discussion on today's episode. Amen. Our guest today is... Marilla Acebo, and she is a certified life coach and mom, which is where she derived her acronym, the Life Coach Mom, from, praise God. She has over 10 years of experience leading and teaching women of all ages in the area of spiritual growth and personal development. Her passion is to help the everyday busy woman rediscover who she truly is, apart from being a wife and mom. She's gonna help you gain a fresh perspective about the many, many roles you play in life on a daily basis. Amen. Using a little humor along the way, she will help bring some honesty, clarity, and hope into your life. Marilla is also an actor, producer, a storyteller with over 15 years of experience in the television industry. She's appeared in numerous films on television and national commercials as well. And she's the author of an absolutely fabulous book, which we'll be discussing today, titled S.O.S., for the mom. This book addresses 10 common emotions moms experience today and connects those experiences to 10 Bible moms who probably experienced the same emotions too. Amen. Praise God. Help me welcome to the program, Marilla Acebo. Marilla, it is such a blessing to have you on the program today. I appreciate your time.
2: Wow. Well, that was quite an introduction. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Marilla Acebo?
2: (laughs) There are many facets to Marilla Acebo. Um, I'll keep it very simple. I am a mom. I, as you said, I am a wife. I have two grown children. I live in Los Angeles and I am a child of God. Yes. And he has called me to do many, many things over the years. And as you mentioned, um, being an, an actor is one, being an author, being in ministry, being a storyteller, all of those things. These are all unexpected things that God has called me to over time. And my life is very different than what I had planned it to be. And I just love this adventure that I'm on that as I seek and I follow and I listen to the Lord's directions, even when it doesn't make sense, you know, our step of of obedience leads us on the path that he's designed us for. And so when I look back on my life, all these things that I've said yes to when they didn't make sense to me or I felt like I wasn't qualified for like acting being one of them. I mean, if you knew me as a kid, I was as shy as they come. I was quiet (laughs) as a mouse and just opportunities have been presented before me. And I am a yes girl. I am (laughs) once, um, once I rediscovered my faith, right. I was born in a Christian home and I went to church every Sunday with my mom. And then for about 10 years, I walked away as a teenager Mm -hmm. and then came back to faith in my late twenties. And that's when I really, I came to seek for me. I came to really want to know the answers for my life because I was in in an emotional, I was in a lot of pain. My mom was sick and going through cancer and all of that. And so that, okay, Lord, I, I know about you. I've heard these stories. I've heard the Bible stories. I need to now go deeper and I need to, I need you to meet me where I am now as a 20 something year old woman who's really seeking, but has questions, has a lot of doubt, but, but I know I belong to you. So it was in that wrestling that. Yeah, God met me, and, and then he's just called me to more and more and more, and it's been an exciting journey, not an easy one, but one of transformation, and it really is just the best path you can be on when Amen. you're on the Lord's path, doing it Amen. his way.
1: Well, how did you come to doing what you do now? I mean, why do you believe the Holy Spirit led you down this path that you're on today?
2: Hmm. Well, because I believe, first of all, that the Holy Spirit lives in me, <laughs> and he is leading way and he has uh, revealed to me what my natural gifts are we all have natural inborn strengths that with his help he helps us develop over time and I I mean just to back up a little bit you know my path what I saw myself doing and you and I talked a little bit before we started recording and you shared with me your law enforcement background that was my passion. I wanted to go into law enforcement. I majored in criminal justice, and this was back in the nineties. This is before the CSI shows and (laughs) law and order before it became, you know, really just glamorized. And so that was the path that I, that I was on. And I wanted to go into law enforcement. You know, I'm a, I'm an only child. I was born to a single mom, my family. I mean, it was just the two of us growing up. And, and so I just grew up um, spending a lot of time by myself, you know, alone. I was a latchkey kid. My mom worked really hard, long hours. She was out of the house before I got up and then would come home after I would come home to school. And so I spent a lot of time just with my own thoughts and on my own. And just being resourceful, figuring things out, getting curious about things. And, and so I just saw myself like, Oh, well, I'm sort of a loner. Anyways, I'm a shy girl, like I can see myself being going into investigative work. And so I pursued that I felt like that was where my heart was at the time. And and I ended up becoming a private investigators for a short time. I worked for a detective agency, and we handled workman's comp insurance fraud cases. And so I felt like, Oh, God was so good. He just let me get a taste of it. But in the end, he's like, but that's not what I have for you. You can experience it here in in a safe place. It's not like I was in uniform on the front lines dealing with public. It wasn't that at all. I just got my feet wet and he's like, all right, you're cute. We're going to now move you along. Okay. (laughs) Let's move you along to to something else. And so I ended up working in uh, TV news for the investigative team. So, So again, that was using my research background, my investigative uh, knowledge. And this was before the internet, before before the internet blew up. And, you know, they, we just right. didn't, we had to have more research skills at that time. Exactly. And so then I started working in TV news behind the scenes, um, researching. And that led me on this TV path of working in production. And I became an associate producer. Just, I'm giving you sort of just the broad story, mm-hmm. just the story along so many, many years I spent in production in the TV space, but all along, I'm, just, I'm such a relational person. I connect really well with people. I I say, I, I like to think I'm a really good listener uh, and offer a really safe space for people to talk to and of a, I am of sound mind. I think of things really deeply and I, I'm really a helper and nurturer and I care about people and their hearts. And so I say all these things, not to brag, but I finally realize, Lord, you gave me this. You gave me yeah, this personality, amen. and you have mm-hmm. helped me nurture that through the people I've had in my life, and friends, and family, and all of that. So it's been a journey. Um, that's just who I am naturally, but my job was different. So my job took me to do different place, to do different things, learn to do different things, develop more skills. But the heart of who I am are all the things that I've described. Oh, so man. life coaching was very was very much just the natural next step. Uh, I got married. I had two kids. And at that point, I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And the irony is that I never even saw myself getting married or having kids. That was not in my life's plan. Like I said, I was a loner. I'm going into law enforcement. I'm going to be traveling the world. Family and kids do not play a role. I don't see how that's going to fit in my life don't want that and so it just it goes to show i just laugh at oh the plans that i had god's just oh you're so cute yeah. i'm I, you're gonna see this life i have for you is better and i'm gonna send you the right person and he did so i married had children and then ended up um becoming a stay at home mom i thought my heart just opened up and i said there nobody's going to take care of these babies, but me, (laughs) at least, you know, early, early on until they start school. So I saw God just changing my heart over time. And this life coaching thing, like literally when I became certified, I was, I didn't even know what it was to me. It sounded really woo woo. It's really out there. What, what is that exactly? And so I started doing a little more digging and, and I really still don't even remember what the Genesis of that was. I I think I must've seen a video or I took an assessment or a free online something that said I would be a good fit. And I believed it. I said, yeah, I feel like that is for me. I I didn't see myself going back to school to become a counselor or getting a degree or a master's in therapy or anything like that. So I felt like life coaching was really the right fit for my stage in life and really what I wanted to do. And so I did online training, I became certified. And now I just felt like, oh, I have some credibility in the eyes of people because now I have this certification. I applied myself to to learning and to growing. And so then I became uh, a life coach. And that's been for about five years, but I've been doing, I've been in ministry for over 10 years in leadership. So I feel like God was already preparing me in a way without the degree, without the certification.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That The degree and certification is just like, okay, you want to see something that proves I can do what I can do here.
2: You know, exactly kind of like, yeah, exactly yeah. and maybe if i'm honest it's sort of what i needed to felt like maybe i just need to apply myself to something that i could say i did because all of this seems very natural to me like it it's effortless for me to yeah. talk to people and help people and mentor people so maybe i just i needed it for myself too yeah,
1: <laughs> to I believe did, it I, I understand that because you know when i was in law enforcement I went and got my master's degree from Johns Hopkins. Right. And that was just like, okay, this will help me get promoted and, and all this other stuff. And it was like, you know, I really did it just for me to say, I did it.
0: I yeah. Can, you know?
1: And so I could understand exactly what you're saying. You know, and I, I, I laugh sometimes, you know, cause I'll, I'll look at the big diploma up on the wall and stuff. And, and I say what have I done with it, (laughs) right, because right after I graduated, 2000, uh, we talked beforehand about my injuries in 2007, I was going to school at that time, and, uh, and we graduated in 2008, and then, you know, three years later, I was retired, Uh, so, you know, the, the idea of that being a ticket, you know, a way to get my ticket punched to move up the chain of command never materialized, you know, but the, but at the same time, I know you know. Sometimes my daughter was the first one to graduate. Co- well, I graduated college with an associate's degree, and she was the first one to go and get her bachelor's degree from uh, UT down in, te- in Austin, Texas. And she she was the first one in our family, you know, from all my brothers and everybody. You know, she was the first one to actually get a four year degree. So I told her, well, I had to, you know, I couldn't let you beat me. I had to do one better. You know, <laughs> so that's that's my claim to fame. I just had to make sure that I was still ahead of you. <laughs> <That's Yes. all. laughs> and sometimes, you know, I'll write her a note or something and she say, you know, you spelled that wrong, Hopkins graduate. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs>
1: that's funny. <laughs> so we got this little rivalry going on. That's fun. But the,
2: a little friendly banter amongst families. Exactly. Oh, exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> Amen. Well, you haven't been in the television industry, you had to have extensive of experience and juggling the demands of deadlines and schedules with motherhood and being a wife how difficult is that balancing act for the typical wife and mother as compared to what men go through
2: extremely <laughs> that's my short answer <laughs> extremely <laughs> difficult there is a fine line and sometimes you're getting it right and sometimes you just feel like you're not like you're failing at things and falling short and then there are other times where there's a natural flow uh i i I chose not to work initially when my kids were really young. And I wanted to, like I said, really just devote myself to their, to their, to raising them. And it's not something I had, I was born with a, I was raised by a single mom. And so uh, I decided to, I wanted to have some kind of part-time job at some point. And so this actually leads me to my, my, how I became an actor story, which I think is a little bit, I guess, off topic.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Okay. Well, so for the first, maybe three years, I was a stay at home mom, but starting now my kids were a little bit just they were at least walking, at least my daughter was. And so uh, I felt like I had a little bit more time, like maybe my brain had cleared from the brain fog <laughs> of what is <laughs> <its> early motherhood, <laughs> where everything is just scrambled and the hormones are, are roaring and, and, the, and the emotions are racing and all of that. So I went online and uh, I was on Craigslist and at the time, like that was just the thing to, if you wanted really anything to buy something, sell something. And there was a category on there that said that listed TV slash radio slash, I think journalism jobs, something like that. And so I clicked on it I thought, okay, well maybe there's something here for me that I can do from home. Mm. And so I clicked on, uh an ad they the people were looking for a product tester quote unquote so uh, for a lysol spray but it's not lysol it's called oust And so at the time I thought, this is great. This actually, this would be fun. I'm going to make $75. I was thrilled that I was going to make $75 and I'm going to drive down to Santa Monica and pick up the product, come home, use it for a week. I went back, gave them my honest opinion. And they said, well, this actually ends up, this is a a SAG national commercial that we're casting for, but we just didn't want to publicize it as such because we wanted real people, real moms with real feedback. And so we'd like to use you as the com- as our principal actor in our commercial along Amen. with my kids so I was not an actor until it it fell in my lap sort of yeah, so to speak. I, I walked into that situation right this is, goes back to just saying yes to opportunities I thought I was walking into one thing and it turns out it was abundantly more and so the three of us got cast in a SAG national commercial which aired like crazy I had zero training. I didn't have an agent. I didn't know what I was doing. There was no script. They literally just wanted my opinion and they wanted to film it and then edit it for commercial purposes. And so that's what happened. So the three of us became SAC eligible and that was super exciting. And so then time passes within a month. I'm back on Craigslist again under that same category And this time I do see that the advertisement says we are casting an intact family for a Scott's lawn commercial. So I roped my husband into this audition. I thought, well, they want an intact family. That's us. We do take care of our own lawn. They wanted us to be able to speak to that, like the the challenges of growing your own grass. So like, well, my husband does all the the gardening. And so sure, let's go down there. Uh, We ended up, booking that commercial. And so we, again, as a family, and so God made it very clear. I thought that, I mean, I was not looking for this. It wasn't something I was pursuing. Uh, I wasn't training for that. I never saw myself as an actor. And yet I couldn't, I couldn't ignore this opportunity that God was calling me to. Mm -hmm without effort. I mean it was really it was effortless. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to pursue it and I didn't know any actors at the time. I didn't know the industry. So as you said before, Google. That's what I did. I just <laughs> Google, how do you become an actor? How does this work? How do you find an agent? Where do you take the headshots? How do residuals work? I like, go, oh, this whole world was new to me and so I ended up getting an agent and and he said to me, after I auditioned for him, you are as green as they come because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> He'd given me a script and I'm like, well, this is the best I can do. I could read it for you. And so, but he said, there's something about you and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to take you under my wing and this is what you're going to do. And so he gave me the three, four, five things to do. I did those things. And so I really felt like that's where God was training me up. And I was learning. I was, I'm in a whole new space now. Uh, I'm now going to be in front of the camera. And so these skills that I learned over the course of 16 years, I still call myself an actor. Um, uh, those really were they They translate into every space that I walk into the communication skills, the delivery, the uh, learning mm-hmm. script, learning copy, Um uh, all of those things, growing in confidence, walking into a room with 10 people who are there to analyze you. Don't say a word and Paul poker right. faced. And, you know, I'm just there to be me. So I learned really just how to be me and how to be confident in who I am, who God made me to be. Uh, and I'll try so much and try to book the job. And who do I need to be for you to give me the job? I, you know, early on in acting, I think it's inevitable. We all sort of feel like, like what were they looking for? What did I do wrong? And, that's just so disempowering. I learned over time, like, just be me, right? God, develop oh, the strengths that I have. That's what makes me different. And it's going to set me apart. And so I learned to do that and to rest in that and to rest and not being rejected, not this feeling of, I, I hear this all the time among actors, there's so much rejection. Well, they just pick somebody else. They've They're not rejecting me. They don't even know who I am. So I don't see it. I don't take it like that. Like they're rejecting me. Uh, And so that's how it became an actor. And and going back to your question about how hard is it to juggle? I mean, motherhood in and of itself is, is extremely challenging or can be. There are seasons that are harder than others. And so when you're adding anything else, which is life, most of us have to work. That's the reality of it. Um, it it, do, it takes in, being intentional about really what are some of the most important things, because we can be busy with so many things and everything seems important, sounds important, but not everything is of equal importance. And that's something really I learned early on as a mom is. I just have to pick and choose what's the most important for me. My house isn't going to look per- perfect. My meals aren't aren't going to be great sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm you know, we're not going to look the part all the time. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be ideal. I'm I feel I'm going to um, maybe miss the mark sometimes. But you know, I just kept coming back to my family is the most important. My well-being and their well-being. So what are the things that I'm re- that I could really anchor myself to? And that really is my identity, who I am, what I'm about, what my values are. We are a family of faith, introducing my kids to to faith um, and talking deeply about things and knowing that always they're looking at me uh, as an example. I'm always teaching them something. And sometimes I use words. So what does that mean? Always (laughs) having the mindset that as I go through life, how I react to things, how I respond to my stresses and overwhelm and fears and i, I mean our homes are our training centers our kids yeah. are always watching and they'll likely role model or uh, do what we do right mm-hmm. they'll, they'll mimic yeah. that to some extent yeah. and yeah. so i yeah. really just felt like that was really the most important is who am i being day to day. Yeah. I'm juggling all these things because all these things require my attention and my time. And I have responsibilities in terms of jobs and deadlines and ministry and all of those things. But at the end of the day, when my head hits the pillow, can I say, you know, I, I'm proud of how I showed up today as a woman of faith, as a, as a mom, as a wife. Um, that's it. Amen.
1: Amen. That's good. That's good. You know, I, I remember telling my kids when they were getting ready to go out on their own, you know, say that 17, 18 year old age area. And I'm trying to give them that pep talk of like, go ahead. You can leave now type thing. Right. And Uh I, I tell them, you know, I served in it as an example for you. Sometimes a bad example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, That's right. There's always an example there. You yes,
2: know? We can you know. be honest. That's right. That's right.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, let's talk a little bit about your book, SOS for the Mom. Why did you write this book and why now?
2: Hmm. I wrote this book to my younger self, basically. Mm-hmm. The, again, the short answer is motherhood ha- carries so much emotion to it. It is loaded. All seasons of motherhood, I think are loaded. And even to this day, emotions run high for all of us. And, and I noticed in conversation with people just over the years, I really started paying more attention to um, our conversations of, hi, how are you? And I'm fine. I'm good. That's usually what you, what you hear. Okay. Well, that's, that's not true (laughs) because we're more than fine and good. Once you start engaging more in conversation, what I find is, and I do this too, is we start describing how we feel because we're feeling our way through life, through our day. And so people say, oh, this is how I feel. I'm really, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about my child. I'm worried about my job or my husband. Okay. So worry was a big one. And, oh, I'm really feeling overwhelmed. I'm really stressed out. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that this is going to happen. You know, so I started really picking up on the language that we use to describe how we're doing. And it's related to a feeling. And so I thought, Oh, that's interesting. That's I'm going to get, I'm curious about that. And so, and just thinking about this deeply over time, you know, God really was showing me things that are just obvious to me. First of all, um, you know, our emotions are important. He gives us a heart we feel, and there's nothing wrong with feeling and there's nothing wrong with feeling deeply, but God really impressed on me over in this journey that, you're more than just your feelings, right? Like obviously we're physical beings. We're created in a physical world. And so I can see you, you can see me, but there's so many aspects to us. He gives us He gives us an intellect. He gives us a mind. We have a heart. We have a spirit. We have emotions. And so I started just really focusing on this one aspect of the many that make us who we are. And to acknowledge them to part of our, our being is to take care of ourselves emotionally. And I really feel like this is the woman's battle is to battle is to address our emotions is to acknowledge that we feel them and and not, and to express them safely to ourselves, not to be hard on ourselves and judge ourselves for feeling what we feel like the anger and the mom rage and impatience and um, all the, the controlling tendencies that we have. No, I think it's so much healthier to say I'm having a human reaction. I'm because I'm a human. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then take that and go, but what else is true? Can God help me with this, right? Start exploring because we can focus so much on the feeling and the feeling <clears throat> drives our our uh, behavior and our attitude and then we'll say things that we don't mean or we jump ahead and then later we end up just feeling regretful and shame and God doesn't want all that, right? So so to be able to just express our emotions and then also just be objective over them, observe, okay, this is how I'm feeling. What can help me right now? Lord, how can you help me? And really the gist of this book is the Holy Spirit helps us, (laughs) right? He's living within, helping and guiding us, leading us, shaping us to be more like Christ. So. He can lead me in this area. He can lead me in this area. I don't have to live a life that's emotions led. I'm to live a life that's holy spirit-led. And yeah. so acknowledging that day-to-day. Explain
1: that difference between living a holy spirit-led life and the emotional-led life.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the emotions-led life is our nature. That that is our I'll describe it as a fallen nature. That's the distinction. There's the fallen nature or old nature and then there's the forgiven nature, the new nature. And that's clear in the Bible, right? There's the flesh and then there's the spirit. And so my flesh feels things and wants to then automatically lash out or react or get defensive, get critical, hurt back. I mean, if I honest, if I'm honest, I want sometimes like the revenge. I want you to be as mad as I'm mad about this, right? <laughs> that's the flesh. And then to be able to go, okay, that that's me. I'm having a, a a reaction from the flesh, but it takes a sound mind. God helps us have a sound mind, take those thoughts captive, even those emotions captive, be reflective. I'm not, I'm not saying this is easy. It's not, it takes work. It really does take work to be able to to pause in a highly emotionally charged moment towards our kids, our family, our husbands. But where does that lead us, right? Reacting from those places really harms ourselves and harms relationships. So all of this really takes the deeper understanding to go, okay, if, if this is how I'm living, things will never get better. My relationships aren't going to improve if I continue in this cycle. So let's visit... <laughs> The hope of the gospel, the message, right? We can fixate on our emotions and how this person made me mad or how my husband said this. I can fix my eyes on that, or I can fix my eyes on Jesus and the hope that comes from Jesus. He transforms everything Amen. so he can transform
1: Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Marilla Sebo, as she's been sharing about her book, SOS for the Mom. Now, I know you moms out there are going to appreciate this book and the insights that Marilla provides from looking at influential moms in the Bible. I mean, just drop down into the show notes. Click the links right there. And reach out to Marilla as well. I mean, she has had a career that includes acting, raising kids, homemaker, helping other moms also hey, man, I I got out of breath just saying that, praise God. And as busy as she's been, I know she can be a blessing to you as well. Just reach out by clicking the links down below. Amen. And be sure to come back for the very next episode as we'll continue our discussion with the life coach mom, Marilla Siegel. Till then, this is Pastor Bob reminding you. Be blessed
0: in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.